father wound. We all have got them. We all have been wounded by the masculine and specifically by our fathers. We all have fathers and we've all been wounded by those fathers. Some of us more than others. That could be a wound of abandonment. Maybe your father wasn't there. That could be the wound of, um, you know, his passivity. It might be the wound of his aggressiveness. It might be the wound of just some of the things that he didn't bestow on you. But we all have these wounds and they come from our father. The idea of shame is that I'm unlovable and unacceptable just the way that I am. And that is our core wound. And oftentimes, most of the time, maybe all of the time, that comes from our father, either directly or indirectly. And because we all have these wounds, it's important that we process through these wounds and we take care of these wounds. My dad... He's a, he's a good man. He is. And he's flawed. He is, he is a, a human being who is, who is flawed. Um, my dad's dad died when my dad was four years old. And so my grandfather, um, he was not around for my dad, you know, and, you know, he grew up in the forties the and fifties and um, raised by a single mom and her only way to you know, create uh, a life for herself was by being with another man. And so she was married and divorced. I think I counted once for my, uh, for my family tree, like six times, eight times, something like that. It was a lot because she would always marry these guys who were abusive, drunks, alcoholics, um, and that's the, what my dad grew up with, you know? And then when my dad got older, he met a man who uh, was a father figure to him and led him to, uh, God and Jesus. And, and that became my dad's identity, which is great. And, um, and yet he's still really a wounded man. And I think of a lot of his woundedness, came in his, his timidness, um, his, uh, you know, not wanting to rock the boat. My dad was a nice guy. You know? And as a result of that, the family lore was, well, dad didn't have a dad growing up. So you kind of have to give him a break. And to me, that always meant, well, if he doesn't know what he's doing, why am I listening to him? <laughs> And as I became an adult and a father of my own, one of the things that I swore to do was to become a good man and to become a good father. Um, I didn't want to do what my dad did. Guess what? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I wasn't the greatest of fathers at times. I was a good father, but I wasn't the greatest. There were lots of things I look back on and regret. Fortunately, I have a great relationship with my daughter today. But... <laughs> I held on to that wound for so long and I thought I had done a lot of work around it. I spent years in therapy around the, this and I, and I thought I had done a lot of work around it and kind of came to a place of acceptance of that. My dad just wasn't the man that I needed in my life. 
he wasn't the dad that I needed. And I just needed to accept that and grieve that. And for a long time, that's what I did. And so I just sort of tolerated my dad. And then a few years ago, my wife and I, we were selling our house and we, we moved in, um, before we moved into our new house. So we sold our house, we were looking for a house and it took us eight months to find a house. And we moved in with my parents. And when I first thought about this, now the idea was we were only be moving in for maybe a few weeks or a month or something like that, but it ended up being eight months. And if you would have told me, you know, prior to this, that I'm going to live with my parents for eight months. I would have told you you're crazy. Like I would go insane if that's what I was doing. Um, but part of the healing process actually was my wife. I mean, she's extroverted, she's loving. And so she, she kind of brought us all together. And that forced me to spend a lot of time with my parents and specifically my dad. And we had dinner together every night for eight months. Um, you know, lived together in the same house for eight months. And I look at that and I am so grateful for that time. A number of reasons. One, just, just to have that quality time with my parents and my dad. Just that, that's something that I will always remember. But also it gave me the opportunity to really see my dad in a different light as a flawed human being, not my dad as a man who, because of his own wounds, it made sense that everything that he, he went through in his life was what shaped him into the man that he was. And again, he's a good man and he's flawed, but those eight months were super healing because there was a daily interaction with my dad. And there was at one point, I don't even remember exactly what the conversation was or what was going on, but I remember sitting at the dining room table with my parents and my wife. And there was this moment of clarity that painful to admit, but my dad is exactly the dad that I needed in order to become the man that I am. And it went beyond tolerating him to embracing him, to see him as someone who had a shitty background, shitty childhood. And he found something that worked for him, religion. And like all of us, we find something that works and we want everybody to, we want to share that with everybody, you know, um, we're excited about it. And that's what my dad was like, you know. And my dad's, you know, again, hyper-religious um, to a point of being overzealous sometimes, you know, which again, I think is part of his flaw. But I've finally come to a place where I feel like that father wound is healing. And I think I needed to go through all of that. I needed to walk through all of that, that, that pain. And I think the other thing was that like, because I fucked up my life so royally in between all of this, 
there's also part of the humility of like, yeah, Chuck, maybe you don't actually have it all together. Maybe you don't actually know, you know, everything there is to know about being a man and being a human and that, you know, you're projecting onto your dad, your own insecurities, your own anger. And that's what happens is when we receive that father wound underneath our anger is pain. And if we don't heal that wound, we will always feel this place of pain. And it's in that place of pain that we find our shame that says I'm unlovable and unacceptable just the way that I am. And so this is super vital that we go through a process of healing with our fathers. And the process probably looks different for everybody. You know, like some of you probably didn't have dads or you had a dad that left you when you were young. Some of you probably had dads who were great and they played football with you and all that kind of stuff. But then, you know, there was something, you know, maybe the wound was, wasn't quite as, as, as severe as some other people. It doesn't matter. You still have that wound. And until you look at it, sit at with it and heal it, you will always feel a sense of shame and unworthiness in your life. And you'll always feel anger. And you'll always project that anger at other people. And when we project our anger at other people, what we end up doing is hurting other people, wounding them. And we end up doing exactly the same things that our dads did to us. It might have been, maybe they were passive and we're aggressive, you know, or maybe they're aggressive and so we become passive. You know? Maybe they modeled for us nice guy behaviors and so we became nice guys. <laughs> what happens in the father wound is there is this swearing of, I will not be like my dad. I am not going to be like this man. I'm going to do my life differently. And the thing is, we actually more or less end up doing the very thing that we're upset with our fathers about. And we are upset with ourselves because we end up acting like our fathers. There's been a few times recently, like the other day I was looking in the mirror and uh, I think the older I get, the more I look like my dad. And I think it's probably because I remember my dad as an older man than as a, as a young man, because of, you know, where I was at in my childhood and whatnot. But when I look in the mirror and I see my dad, there is this part of me that's like cringes. <laughs> I want to look like my dad. I see my dad in there. And that's projection. We gotta embrace the father wound. We have to heal it. My prayer for all of you is that you will have the courage to open up your hearts and begin the healing process of your father wound. There's a lot of different ways to do this. If your dad's not around, you can still work on this. If your dad is around, even better because you can work on it and hopefully maybe work on it with him. I'm thinking that I'm thinking that I need to 
talk to my dad. I think the thing that I haven't done yet is I haven't told him that I appreciate who he is and who he was and that I needed exactly who he was for me to be the man I am today. I need to do that. I need to be grateful. I am grateful. I am grateful for my dad. I am. And all of his flawedness, he, he, uh, I want to be here. I want to be doing this right now. If my dad wasn't exactly who he was. And I want to be the man I am today if my dad wasn't exactly who he is. And rather than seeing my dad as a curse, I choose to believe that my dad is a blessing. And my encouragement to you is no matter what your dad did, and I know there's some evil shit out there that fathers do, that they're after forgiveness comes gratitude and you can forgive your father and you can tolerate him like I did for years, or you can embrace the gift of his humanity and his flawedness and love him from your heart, love from an open heart. That is the absolute most courageous thing any man can do is live with an open heart. That's what I got for you guys today. I hope you found it helpful. And please comment in the sections below. My love to you all. See you tomorrow.